0: You're listening to Podketeers.
1: Welcome to episode 440 of PodKeteers. This week, Andrew and Larry give us their thoughts and provide updates from their recent trips to the parks. We have some cool updates on a creator of a viral video from not that long ago that featured the Spider-Man animatronic at DCA. Magic Keys were almost as difficult to get as Taylor Swift tickets. And Disney makes a shocking move to their executive team. I mean, I know you saw the title card already, so I'm pretty sure you know what that change was, but I'm going to keep you guessing till the end of the episode. We'd love for you to join the conversation on our social networks, including Instagram and Facebook, but we invite you to join us over on our Discord server. Joining the community is super simple. Just head on over to podcuteers.com slash links and click on the Discord button to join the community a very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of people known as the fgp squad our podcast fairy godparents because it's their support via patreon that help make these episodes of podcateers possible as part of the fgp squad family you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for podcateers gear additional content like the podcateers after show and access to our happy hour calls just to name a few for more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcuteers.com FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. All right, so we're going to get this episode going because it's on the longer side. And if this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoy the episode and that you come back for more. And of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 440 of Podcateers.
0: That is fine.
1: <laughs> yeah, fine. Yeah. Was trying to think of a good song to use as a like an opening piece.
2: Oh to get copyright like in like strikes like we always
1: do. Just just at the very beginning. Yeah, because I figured that you know, you have to see how good you are. The better you are at singing and emulating these songs. I mean, who could argue that you're off key when you're getting a copyright strike from singing a song? Yeah, right? It's a really mm-hmm. great way to test if you want to be a singer. Emulate someone and if you sound like them, boom, copyright strike. You did it. All right, you're let's see let's system.
2: see if I can do it. Okay, here we go. <gasps>
1: One for money, two <laughs> for the show, three for the
2: club. Don't you check on Oh, That's what he says, right?
1: That's that's Elvis, exactly so. what he says. Named. was like Man.
0: five strikes right yeah. there. <laughs> that was dead.
1: Yeah. Oh, so blue.
2: I
3: thought many. you
1: guys would were dogs.
2: <laughs>
3: that's what i was thinking christmas like it's
2: beginning to look a lot
3: oh yeah like... do a
1: buble, do a, buble. <laughs> do a bubbly come on andrew do a bubbly now i
2: i don't, uh, uh i don't know does that was that a song he sings i don't listen to any Michael. yeah the, that would be that's one. like
1: yeah that's basically so michael buble's it's beginning to look a lot like christmas is basically like as popular, I think, as Mariah's All I Want yeah. for Christmas Is You. It's like they that. go hand in hand in the holidays. Now.
2: I see. Gotcha. Have you seen? I don't know if we brought, I brought, I bring this up every time I hear about that song. So there's a, I can't remember the title of the video, but it's All I Want for Christmas Is You, but then it's like these like cyberpunk goth kids dancing under an overpass to like, like it's dubbed <laughs> over and oh, it's this video and they're, they're doing like all these like arm the dances dance and moments. stuff. And yeah that's been used a couple of times. I don't know but... if anybody else has seen this. I It's one of my favorite videos. I think about it very frequently because it is the season it's Mariah season and yeah. the song is everywhere and that video is always on my mind. Please
1: send it. Oh right now we'll I will send it. Said, it's,
2: it's my favorite. We will post it on
1: Discord. The
2: emo gothic
1: look. Yes, it's like they're like. I think it's
2: like (laughs) cyberpunk. I think is the like technical. I don't know. I'm probably wrong. It's probably some other facet that I'm getting incorrect.
0: Industrial, but I think you got it. They're
2: just like dancing in like the L.A. River, like under an (laughs) overpass or something. (laughs) So good. (laughs) Let's see. Oh, it's one. I typed in all, and it's like my first search when I type in all. (laughs) <laughs> Cyber Goth Christmas Party. That's it. There you go. Cyber Goth. Wow. So, um, yeah, I'll send this to you and we can post it in the Discord and everybody can see what great uh, video this is from like 2011 or something, whatever yeah, it was. a classic. That is a Cla- classic. Classic mm-hmm. video. Anyway, welcome to the Christmas season. Welcome to the holiday season with uh, Mariah and Buble and uh, cyberpunks. Well, I guess <laughs> I don't know. That's the way to so start I up guess, this episode.
1: I guess we'll save the Buble for the next copyright strike. On I, another the problem episode, is I have we to. We the Elvis yeah. one. I have to you listen
2: have to, to Michael Buble to try to do an impression of him because I can't think of it, think it off the top of it. my head. Like, Larry, like Larry, I know, I know, Larry is. Yeah, I know Michael you're, a, you're a huge multiples. Buble
1: fan.
3: <laughs> yeah, big. backstage passes,
1: hanging out in the green room with him. No.
3: No, a wish. And I think they have, uh, what is that, a restraining order on me and my wife. Most <laughs> Mostly my wife. Mostly my wife. But, yeah, I've seen them a lot. So that's what my go-to is. That's why I was like, surprise, you guys didn't go that route. But you know what's funny? The first Christmas song I ever heard Mike Bublé sing, Ever Live. So he's at a concert, and they say, he goes, all right, I'm going to take a request. We watched him the day after Thanksgiving in uh, San Francisco. And he's like, I'll take a request from the crowd. And someone goes, all I want from Christmas, Mariah Carey. And we were like, oh, <laughs> you asked him to sing. So I got to hear him sing that song live, which was what? Funny. Nice. He messed up three times, though. It was really cool. <laughs> he messed up three times. He's like, all right, we got to do this again and again. Start from the, he's all start, what well, he told the band, start from the, do the whole beat. It was really good. Oh, the where it
2: picks up. doom. exactly. You know what? It was like improv on stage. You know, that's a good wow. song. Like it's overplayed, but that's a good song, right? Like, <laughs> I just well, thought it's a, it's so it's fun I was so it was so funny. I saw the singing. It's so catchy. It's song. i. It yeah. gets a bad rap during Christmas time because it's like so overplayed in the stores and stuff. Right. But it's a good song. Yeah. <laughs> overplayed at Spirit, right? The you Spirit know what stores.
1: Well, yeah, spirit Halloween spirit, plays spirit all over Christmas. Christmas you know, <laughs> we need to would... open spirit
2: Christmas stores. I, you know what? We talked about it before. I think it's right. it's uh, right. great. A chain of Christmas stores,
1: totally. <laughs> uh, spirit of Christmas stores. There we go. Oh, of, Christmas. Spirit of Christmas,
3: of Christmas. we're not spirit. We're spirit of Christmas. The spirit That's sounds right. a lot like McDowell's That's and right. McDonald's. Go yeah. back for all y'all.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it, it's just cool to bash on the song by Mariah. But look, li- listen every time I hear it, I could be as sick of it as possible. And yes, I will go on record as saying that when I hear it, It just makes me happy. Like it, just it reminds me of Christmas. Like that is how synonymous it has become with the holiday season. That no matter how much I've heard it, I'm like, "I want for Christmas, booyah!" I mean that it's got that
2: piano. It's that song, and then the the TSO uh, Wizards in Winter is another song that is like (laughs) that's a that's a great Christmas song for me. Just I, it's so associated with the the Christmas like light shows that people would do on their houses I, I i've been obsessed with those like since that was like the first one that made it big it was on like all the news channels and everything The you know the guy doing that and just since then it's it's been in my head that's that's a such a christmas song and now they use it at like the world of color uses it <laughs> in their yeah. Christmas show and stuff like they it's...
1: do, yeah, 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 what? yeah. Yeah. yeah it's... heard in World of Color
2: in the Christmas, the Christmas World of Color, the the newest not the, not... the one they have for the holiday. Yeah, the show. Holiday World of Color. It's like like Goofy comes out and like puts is like putting lights up. He's like, okay, here we go, and then oh! like it's like dun 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 dun. Oh wow! Dun 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 dun. And it's like, and then there's a bunch of lasers and fire and stuff because it's cool because it's TSO. Yeah, it's cool.
1: Yeah. Yes, yes, yes.
2: Okay. Bearing Orchestra if you don't know who I'm talking about You, Look
1: up. you had to remind me, sorry That's It's okay. been a while since I've seen the Christmas World of Color It's been a while
2: There's another, there's another copy <laughs> <There's
1: laughs> It's, there's it's called hard. Season
2: of a Light World of Color
1: There you season go Damn We're you supposed know to one? know this um, stuff but it's fine we'll go We are <laughs> Listen, there, there's a lot of things that I can explain as to Why it's difficult for me to remember But we're not going to get into that right now Because it's Christmas time, damn it but you know what other song I'm reminded of every holiday season? Uh Ooh. the the song that John Williams wrote for Home Alone, the Somewhere in My Memory. Oh yeah. Because like everywhere, like people like people always want to use it for like something sentimental, but there's always this like really fine line where it it kind of becomes the wah 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 <laughs> from <laughs> peanuts, right? Yeah. Because it, it can be totally like a happy song like Somewhere in my memory Or you can totally scuttle it out. You'd be like Wah Wah Wah, 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 <laughs> <laughs> wah <laughs> copyright That was perfect. That right there. <laughs>
3: right? That's it. The serves our strike. Yep.
2: But
1: either way, like it straddles like each emotion really, really finely, and I think it could be used for either one. Whereas the peanuts one, just always sad. So it's that's another one sad. that... I no nah, I mean if you make it into a rock song the I think we song? can convert. Yeah, I think if you make it into a rock song. Like, I think we can convert. Oh, right. oh, I, right.
2: oh, f-
1: I don't think we have to make it death metal, but. <laughs> <laughs> Eat your slim jam. Merry Christmas.
2: For everybody not watching, which is everybody, I was doing a bunch of drum arms.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Andrew, you became the cream of the crop singing that song today. Right. You yeah, ain't brother. going nowhere. <laughs> a dif- you know, different was... <laughs> macho man thing this time, right? I don't, I, I don't remember if it was um, uh, Brian or Albert that commented uh, on Discord that apparently they've heard people using that reference on other podcasts as well, and apparently it's just become cool to, just to... quote the Macho Man all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I guess we're cool then
2: because, uh, uh, yeah, we like to we like Macho Man, right?
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) and for like, yeah, we're we're in. So, haha, there you go. (laughs) 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 Um, Hey, so I had another quick update. We have a few things that we want to talk about this week, but uh, I did have an update on the Encanto show. That we went to recently because my good friend and FGP squad member, Anita posted on uh, Discord. Uh, actually, let me just read her comment because uh, while I search for it here, if you remember when I was talking about it, I, I thought that they just recorded our show for Disney Plus because they happened to mention the fact that that was happening. And uh, here we go. Here's Anita's comment. So she said on Discord, I finished the episode last night and wanted to chime in on the Encanto at the Bowl since we went to see it on Friday. It was indeed a fantastic show and surprised it was only being done twice for all that production work. They also filmed our showing on Friday night, and I imagine they'll make a final edit with the best shots of each to give them a little flexibility on edits. I'm glad to hear that your crowd was a good one. I feel like our crowd was a little bit of a dud. We were the only ones moving or singing in our section or that I could even remotely see. How is that possible with Carlos Vives literally right there, people? And the dancing donkeys? I don't understand how quiet our crowd was, but whatever. I also think that, Hazen, you were right. There was a big rat in addition to the huge Bruno puppet. See? I thought (laughs) I saw the big rats. I almost thought I made it up after I talked about it. So I'm glad that she confirmed it. Uh, Let's see, where are we? Uh, Bottom of the aisles. As for the app, the second song did, in fact, have butterflies, but eventually turned into a lit candle, which must have looked super nice from their POV. Just really weird. They thought it was a good idea to flash us with our lights. Uh, Agreed. Did they have any noticeable oopses? Again, I don't think there was any like huge noticeable errors. It's just the fact that they sounded a little scratchy because of how cold it was, which again, I I really think they're going to do some ADR work and just re-record some stuff in the studio to try to match it up to their performances there did they have to restart a number oh so she mentioned that they restarted a number in the middle of doing the show the scene went on the screen but the crew wasn't ready to sing it yet so they had to rewind a bit yay life theater it wasn't a big deal but a fun reminder that this was live overall a fantastic show that i hope more people get a chance to see uh was your was yours opened by lin-manuel miranda yes he was a treat i i fully agree I think the only person missing from the cast was Leguizamo. Yes, he was not there on Saturday. Uh, Lynn made a good point, saying that this was the first time the, the entire cast got a chance to perform these songs together due to making the song during COVID. That was wild. Uh, and yes, I agree. Uh, however, Lynn Manuel Miranda said that on Saturday, he said, this is my first time here at the Hollywood Bowl. I guess he meant encompassingly the two days was his first time at the bowl. I took it as Saturday was his first time at the bowl, and it made me feel kind of special when he said it. And then when Anita wrote that, you know, he appeared on Friday as well, I was like, all right, special, but not as special when I thought it was just our (laughs) night. But whatever. I mean, you know, you got to share, Lynn.
0: His first Friday, his first Saturday. Boom. Boom. Perfect. Nice. I'll All go right. with that one. <laughs> I
1: was there for his first Saturday at the bowl. Right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, super cool. Uh, that, of course, is coming at Disney Plus later in December. So, keep an eye for that. I can't wait to see what the final edit is going to look like. And, you know, Anita's right. I think they did record it both days so that they have a better chance of getting, you know, better dances and, you know, better angles, better reactions. Um, it's just kind of sad that their audience was uh, not as into it as it seemed that our audience was was into it. So we'll see. I'm sure they'll, they'll get creative with the editing and there's going to be a lot of zooming in and maybe some digital uh, phones in there somewhere to make it look like there's more people. Who knows? We'll see. Yep. We'll see.
0: We'll see. Mm-hmm.
1: Also, we talked about this creator... Man, in the summer, I don't remember exactly when we talked about him, but do y'all remember the video from DCA where Spider-Man was swinging as part of the show and it it looked like he slammed into the wall and fell down? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the creator of that video, uh, his name is Elaine Bui. And uh, about a day or so after he... He posted that video, which went viral, by the way. People were like, oh, look, everybody it messes up at Disney. And they this. and he eventually just came out and said, guys, this is fake, right? This is just digital effects. It's an animation I made. If you don't believe me, here's the VFX breakdown of how I did it. And, I mean, it looks so real that it went viral, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, uh, I don't know where he was working before. I couldn't find this information, but... There's another creator uh, on. Uh, I've known about him for for a while now. I used to watch him on YouTube a lot before he transitioned over to Instagram and TikTok. His name is Zach King, and Zach did a lot of like magical illusions. Like he's a he's an amazing digital artist. He did a lot of magic trick stuff and a lot of like perspective illusions using After Effects. And he has his own studio here in LA. It's like uh, Zach King Studios or King Studios or something like that. Well, Elaine is now a VFX supervisor at King Studios. Nice. Right? So one, you know, uh, Elaine is really one of the greatest examples I can I can come up with in the recent you know past where if you're if you love what you do, if you show off your work and You know, you put it out into the world, you get noticed for stuff like that, right? And you could tell Mm -hmm. that he puts a lot of really, like, one, that he's passionate about it, and two, that he puts a lot of work into the stuff that he does. So he's got a job with Zach King Studios. But more importantly, the reason it it came onto my radar again is because last week we were talking about how Strange World seemed to not be getting any marketing Mm -hmm. at all, right? Right. Well... Earlier today, I saw a video, and thanks um, uh, Instagram feed for not showing me things in order because (laughs) for the first time ever, it actually worked in my favor. I saw a video that he posted where he was at the Disney Studios uh, here in Burbank walking around with a little blob that he created, he animated, he put into this video of him walking around the studio promoting Strange World. Nice. Yeah, I have a couple of thoughts on this now because someone said something interesting this last week that made me kind of... I don't know if I want to fully question what I said last week, but it does give me an additional perspective that I feel like I want to pay more attention to going forward. And it's really going to depend on how well Strange World does. The comment was... Disney does not put money into marketing when they know a movie is going to do well on its own. And like on the surface, that seems to make a lot of sense, Mm -hmm. right? But when you think about the marketing machine behind, I'll go back to like Endgame, Infinity War. I mean, think of the marketing that's gone into those. And those were extremely popular on their own. They were going to make the money that they were going to make. Think of the money that went into promoting Spider-Man, you know? So I mean I I wanted to hear your thoughts on that comment. Do you think there's any truth to it? Can you think of any examples where it may have been true or not have been true? Like your thoughts on this comment.
2: Well, so the first thing any time I think of anything to come with or to do with uh marketing advertising is the big blunders of like John Carter and Mars Needs Moms, where like those movies really the marketing team either didn't know what was going on, didn't understand the thing, didn't market them well, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I, you know, that was such a long time ago. I don't remember the the like full details of like how the marketing campaigns went out, but I I believe you know those those movies suffered from poor marketing. Um, so, you know, because I think John Carter, you know, is a decent movie. Is it the best movie? No, but I think it is better than a lot of people make it out to be um, and could have started something if, again, it uh, you know, kind of like we talked about light year as well. Like the marketing is very important in getting people to see these movies. You have to, Especially with with movies for kids or, or families, they kind of need to know the basic idea of what these movies are about before they're going to go and watch them, and not just wait for them to go on streaming. Uh, they the the you know the parents are gonna want to know what they're getting themselves into. The kids need to know what to get excited about. You know, seeing a you know. The minions on screen, like okay, there we we got it. Their minions are in a movie. We're, there, we, that's all you need to do marketing wise for the minions. They've proved that. But that, that's an established franchise. Whereas Strange World or you know Lightyear, da 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 da. These are kind of new concepts, new things that people need to to know what is going on. Um. So it it it's interesting to say that they don't put the I I think. You know, they they put money into marketing no matter what. It's just how much they do. But, I mean, even the biggest, like, the movies that are, that have made billions of dollars, like, The Force Awakens, or any of the the three Star Wars movies, they all were marketed the crap out of, like, commercials everywhere, TV, Instagram, big giant posters, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And those are some of the biggest movies that exist. The same thing, like, you're bringing up with, with the Marvel films as well. Now, things have changed post-pandemic and, you know, the, the movie industry as a whole and, you know, movie-going experiences all have changed. So, it's it's hard to, like, have a definitive answer based on only the past because things and mindsets have changed and CEOs have changed and, and marketing people have changed and it's it's all just, like you know and companies have been bought and companies have been sold and and what and this and that and the other thing so it's it's hard to really bring it down to just one key like one aspect of they're not spending money on it because they think it's going to do well or not um so it's it's hard to say now uh I've been seeing more marketing for like for strange world in the past couple of days than I have in the past few months. Um, So seems to be a big push. I don't know. I get, you know, there's stuff going on with, you know, Twitter and everything too is another thing where everybody's freezing their funds to spend on Twitter. And is that affecting spending other places as well? There's, there's so many things to, to think about, when it comes to these these things that we won't really know because we're not in the room that these people are making these decisions in.
0: Yeah, that's true. Lightyear's a really good example because I remember like when we were talking about it and we were just like, okay, trying to figure out what this is, what's going on. And even to the point of debating, like, are we going to see it in theaters? And that's something that's like, For a Pixar movie, that's not usually the case. It's usually like, you know what it is. You're going to go see it because you're excited. And we see the movie and we're like, why was it this told another way? Like, this was a really cool movie and everyone should see it, right? It's weird to see that they don't have anything much. Like I think, like I said, like I have started, like in the text, um, I started seeing things as of late last week. And I was like, whoa, hold on. I haven't seen an ad, but you're telling me that, hey, there are tickets available. And it's like, I don't even know what this movie's about. <laughs> Just about with the little picture or whatnot. But going back to the comment that you had said, Hazen, I looked at Rotten Tomatoes. And I'm I'm not good with scores. I'm not good with what it means or whatever. But right now, there's a score of 75. And it seems pretty good. So from what I've like quickly read, it doesn't look bad. So it's like, well, if it's a good, if the critics are saying, you know, this is a movie that Disney hasn't done, then why aren't we seeing anything to kind of hype it up if it deserves it? Yeah. It's weird. It is so weird. But I kind of want I do want to see it. I don't have... Plans for it, which kind of stinks because I kind of would love to support it opening weekend. But we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Um, hopefully, it's not called a flop or a failure because it's not fair to the film. I don't think it is, yeah. but we'll see. I,
3: I think uh, for me, I'm same like what everyone else is saying is that I didn't really even see an ad for this until a social media popped up on mine for the last week. And, like, that's including at the park or anywhere else. Like, usually there's, like, when you go to downtown Disney, there's, like, a little billboard or something yeah, when you come on the trams. Yeah. Something like that that would show it. But I didn't see anything like that till that I saw it on social media. And then the trailers and the t- ticket sales. And I think it, it goes on a lot with what Andrew and what Melissa are saying. If you're just going to ask me, the point blank, it does kind of put in the place of, how is it operating now? Cause it just feels that the marketing for these movies that are all Disney related are not as good as something like Marvel, like, or star Wars, which are still a part of Disney. Right. But they're their own productions technically still, where they have their own company that's within the Disney company. So it's like, what happened there that Pixar and Disney studios movies are not getting the same kind of like really good marketing. Like we always like to, for example, the I might, it's not comparing apples to apples, but it's like kind of the same fruit, right? Apples orange, maybe. We always talk about Marvel trailers, regardless if they're a movie or if they're a show on Disney+. Plus. Like, we're like, these are well done. And Star Wars, what they did about, like uh, Andrew was talking about, is like when the rise of Skywalker and, you know, A New Hope. All those, I mean, not A New Hope, but um, the... um, the most recent when they introduced uh the new star wars series the later three they did really good advertising each time to give you an idea of what you're coming to see now they had background for those but if you compare it to marvel they hardly have background they don't give you a lot of information about the character they're about to tell they just give you a little taste of it so it makes me feel like maybe there's some imbalancement going on or they're just overwhelmed with how much is coming through disney plus and then in theater still like Maybe it's so much content that they have a hard time trying to create these marketing strategies. So it just becomes this like jumbled thing, which is unfortunate because, yeah, this is how Andrew talked about history shows. You miss out on some of these good movies and it's a bummer. Like just because it just didn't get advertised correctly. I always feel like that's how Tron got treated. I know I'm biased. I'm super biased with Tron. Trust me. It's not like an amazing movie, but it does have like a 75 or what in the beginning from critics. Kind of it was that same realm. But it didn't do well because it just didn't have really good marketing.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I mean legacy, sorry. I, I you. I mean, you all bring up, you know, great points. Um, I think it also goes hand in hand with, you know, what we talked about in the last episode, where a lot of the marketing or a lot of the push was to make sure that Wakanda Forever got like the biggest hype, you know, up to a week or two ago when it was first released. And now that it's out, it's breaking all sorts of records. You know, it's been in the top, you know, one or two since it released. Um, You know, now they can concentrate on something else, which is a shame because Strange World had a trailer at the D23 Expo. Like they, they had some kind of marketing for it at the D23 Expo. I just, it just, I feel like elemental is so far away and i feel like we've heard more about elemental than we've heard about strange world in the last six months right and I, I the the other thing that i started thinking about was could this be like a weird backlash to going all the way back to what happened with john Lasseter, you know because it feels like a lot of the promotion for animation and a lot of the marketing for animation seemingly halted after everything happened with John Lasseter and considering that he was in charge of both Pixar and Disney animation at the time of his departure it felt like it it, it felt like the studios were almost being punished for the things that you know came to light about him and then on top of that, when he went to the new studio that he's with, it it seemed to be even less at that point. I don't know if that's a true correlation. That's what it feels like to me. Like if you kind of think back at how much marketing we heard, how much we heard for like Toy Story 4 and everything leading up until his departure, it's a, it's a totally different world, right? When it comes to promoting animated films at the Disney studio, which is why we were talking about – you know, Disney needs to get back to its roots. It needs to get back to that creative process, that that animation that brought them to the table in the first place. Right? That that was the point we tried to make last week. So uh it's gonna be interesting going forward. You know, there there were some changes obviously this last week at the at the studios that we're gonna be talking about soon, but um it's interesting that now all of you I mean this honestly I still have yet to see any ads any commercials any like I don't even see YouTube ads in between the stuff that I've been watching promoting the film this video with Elaine walking through the studio with his little animated creature saying that it's an ad for strange world is the first thing I've seen outside of what I knew about it
0: wow
2: yeah, they do have a uh, little promotional thing at Disneyland, too, right now next to Buzz Lightyear uh, in the old Fast Pass thing. They have the it's basically what was set up at the expo, the little blob guy and like a big backdrop the, and stuff you can take photos of.
1: Just a picture. That, well, yeah.
2: they have like the it's they have the like that 3D like statue of yeah. the blob. Mm-hmm. Guy. The same thing that was at the expo. They have it there at Disneyland right now. Yeah. Um, And, yeah, it's been all over my Instagram. Now, I don't know if it's because I've searched it a couple of times to, like, make sure, like, information. It's like, okay, you want to know Strange World? I see Jake Gyllenhaal talking about this. And they're (laughs) feeling Jello in a bowl. And, like, ooh, it's spaghetti, but it's brains or something. You know, doing all kinds of weird, like, (laughs) promotional stuff. Um, And I was looking. Melissa brought up Rotten Tomatoes. And so, yeah, right now it has a – a 75 critic score oh it just went down <laughs> it's, it's yeah, it, it, it was <laughs> it was at uh 65 uh audience score and now it's at 59 audience score now this oh, is oh, wow. we're like very very early on very in the early. game like this yeah. is day one of of when this came out i believe right this today's the first day I think no. uh,
1: tomorrow is the first day.
2: Okay. So, tom- so people what? are, I don't, Somebody's seeing it. I don't know how some of these people are seeing it. <laughs> it has 50, less than 50 reviews from audience and critics. It has, you know, it's not certified anything yet because reviews, all reviews aren't in. It's not even day one. Um, so yeah.
3: uh, maybe it- Midnight, they're like letting people review. At the oh yeah, it tomatoes. is east so east coast
2: oh, east because coast we're recording midnight. late. Yeah, east coast yeah. midnight, yeah. And, and usually they have a seven o'clock showing instead of doing the midnight thing if they're True. Still doing that. Right, right. So that's how okay. some of these people are seeing it. Um, so I guess we'll see in the coming days how this kind of shakes out. Um, I'm sure it's a fine movie. There, okay, now it's back up. Now it's up to sixty. Well, we're tracking again. it. Like <laughs> live. Tri- live, live, tra- live rotten <laughs> tomatoes check. <laughs> all right, in New York, we're seeing a sixty-eight percent. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, so, but it's down to seventy-four percent on the critics. So we got another critic review coming wow. in. So, anyway, it's it's very interesting to see these little games and how they all play. But it's not going to stop me. Or any, I'm gonna see the movie eventually. I don't know if I'm gonna get to see it over the holiday or what. I also haven't seen Black Panther yet, so that's on the <laughs> list. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I think it's going to be, but it's gotta, it's gonna be a wait and see because of how weird the marketing's been.
1: Yeah, and if if there have been some rumors circulating that uh, the film is position to end up on disney plus in december if that's any indication of where this film is going you won't have to wait very far or go very far from your couch to watch it within the next month if that turns out to be true which is really sad honestly but uh, well, I guess we'll yeah. see how it pans out but That
2: seems to be their new thing is just like but a month? Disney Plus. Yeah, I mean yeah, depending on soon. what they mean December. I mean it's yeah, I mean I guess it could be New Year's, it could be you know technically six weeks. Soon, man. But I think that's their new thing is like six weeks it's six in weeks. the theaters and then boom Disney Plus. Mm. So I mean it, the same thing could be for Black Panther like we don't know
1: Nah, dude um, Black Panther's not going to be there till like March or April of next year. Yeah.
2: We'll see. I mean that I, that's the thing though. Black Black Panther's making a tell. lot of money in the theaters it is. dude. It is. I know. <laughs> I agree. But I'm just saying I I I don't have the data on uh I could look it up but we don't need to talk about it now. I'll find yeah. it later on on when the other movies uh, have gone to Disney Plus after their theatrical release.
1: Oh, that'll be a good one. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, keep going. I'd, I'd be interested in hearing those. But well, I I mean we can we can just bring it up after. I think we can yeah. move on. I think yeah, we have yeah, a couple yeah. of other things. Exactly. To
2: talk about. Move on. Uh, I'm gonna do some googling. There's uh <laughs> go there's a
1: few things I want to hear from both of you. I know you've recently been to the park, so. Uh, I want to hear about your adventures in the parks and how they've been. Uh, but before we do, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcateers is brought to you by a fantastic group of listeners known as the FGP Squad. Our podcast for your godparents because it is their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Pocketeers possible. If you want more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to go to podcasterscom FGP for more information. There you will find a list of some of our top contributors. You will also find some information on the FGP Squad and a link to our Patreon if you would like to sign up. Being a part of the FGB squad family gets you some additional perks like access to our happy hour calls, additional content on Patreon, discount codes, random giveaways, access to a special section on our Discord server and more. So if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us. We'll be happy to answer any questions you might have. You can reach out on Instagram Facebook. Uh, we'd love for you to join our Discord. Uh, if you head over to podcateers.com slash links, you'll find a link to our discord, to the FGP squad, recent episodes, all the good stuff that you need quick access to podcateers.com slash links. Um, but again, Uh, If you want to join the FGP squad, we'd love to have you on board. If you have any questions, again, please feel free to reach out. We'll be happy to answer any questions you might have. And, of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support.
2: All right, now it's time for the uh, spin the wheel. All the fun stuff. Here we go. Flip, 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 I hope it lands on $1, Bob. Flip, flip, and it's Nicole. Hey, Nicole. Thanks, you. Yay, Nicole, Nicole, FGP member Nicole out there listening and contributing and all kinds of cool stuff. Everybody's cool. My favorite word, cool, you know cooler than strange world even though that's probably still a pretty cool movie yeah uh we appreciate you you have nice hair i don't know i've never met you nicole but how about a compliment you you have nice hair i really like the outfit you're wearing today very stylish um i hope you have a good thanksgiving I'm
1: gonna go ahead and say we should move on at this point. And so. I'm trying to think of like nice
2: things to say because I just always say like you're cool, and I feel like I, I should the... like do nicer when... things. And th- th- I love the you're I, cooler I, than I, the other side of the you're pillow. Cooler I than really the other. Yeah, but I used that already, and you I already did like cooler it. than a bag of potato chips. That like you know like Doctor Evil. Um, Ice cold. What's cooler <laughs> than being cool? You're Ice cooler cold. than uh, what, uh, what's. Uh, that's uh that that's not Black Eyed Peas. That's a uh, Outcast. The Outcast <laughs> yes. There you <laughs> go. You're cooler than Outcast. And uh, and uh and uh the Black Eyed Peas. Why not? Wow. Um sure, so wow. <laughs> Two for Fergalicious. one on that one. Uh, yeah, not <laughs> <the> <laughs> Black Eyed Peas anymore. Well, she used to be, so whatever. <laughs> Fergalicious oh. something something da 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 Nicole. Um so anyway, nice. Um great another. Uh, that was a ramble. <laughs> <laughs> How? So, How we do it? We will. Um <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. Uh you're alright. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you went from cool to all right. Nice.
3: I
1: love it. I I'm like bad
2: it. at this. All right. So well <laughs> don't at me, bro. Uh, <laughs> <boom>. <laughs> that was no. that was all not right. to Nicole, that was to everybody else. Should've done <laughs> a Metro Man Randy savage. Oh yeah, good. Nicole. Right? I think I did that last time. We d-
3: Yeah, we me, did it bro. once.
1: Yeah. <laughs> we
3: did it. Oh, no, like, don't at me, bro, and the matchup. Oh, I see. <laughs>
1: For next time. That wouldn't make you the cream of the crop if you at me, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. That's good. <laughs> all right. Well, I do want to talk about your recent trips to the parks. Um, first of all, I need to ask, how have they been crowd-wise? Because – Magic keys weren't available for a long time. There was a lot of question on whether or not they were going to return. Disney surprised us this last week, and they're like, "Hey, Magic keys are all on sale again." And then, less than 48 hours later, they were like, "Sorry, just kidding. <laughs> they're they're not. Ha <laughs> ha. They're not for sale anymore. Sorry that you waited longer than for Taylor Swift tickets." <laughs> Ha uh, ha. Uh, that was not me. Ouch. Double. I swear. I promise oh, it wasn't. Anyway, uh so the inspire down. key was available for 1600, believe key was about 1100, but by 11am, I believe on the first day, it was no longer available. The Enchant Key was only available as a renewal for about 700. And I'm rounding up by the way, these were all 99 numbers and I'm just rounding up to the nearest dollar. Uh, And the Imagine Key was 450. Um, The reason I'm asking about the crowds is because a lot of the videos and a lot of the photos that I've seen recently uh, in the parks seemingly have been elbow to elbow it's it looks like it's difficult to get around it looks like wait times are pretty long considering that there's been uh, scheduling issues is what I will call them with getting enough staff working to support the crowds and the attractions and everything that needs to be happening in the parks how were they how was your experience and Anything you guys want to talk about? Because I knew there was some new stuff hanging, uh, heading to the parks over the last couple of weeks that you were both there. Larry, let's start with you.
3: Oh, all right. <laughs> I was gonna say Andrew has fresher eyes than me because he has like a longer break. That's fine. Uh, since... I can
2: go if you want to. I can go. It's fine. I want your fresh eyes okay. first. Um, I'm a little. I go a bit. So I was just. I I uh, came home yesterday. Um, I spent four days in the parks, and the each day was increasingly busy. Um, Friday was was the easiest, and Monday was like nothing I've ever seen. At multiple times, I would come around the corner and just laugh at how many people there were. It was insane. It was Monday, Sunday and Monday, but Monday for sure was... The, the canoes were 30-minute wait. Like, the canoes? The canoes were 30-minute yes. wait. Um, they're normally
1: a 30-second <laughs> wait.
2: Exactly. They're, yeah. they're begging people to come on to uh-huh. ride the canoe. There's a 30-minute yeah. wait. So if if, if that's – you know, I usually gauge by Winnie the Pooh's wait, but that, that was just a, a staggering thing. It was also bizarre to see um, firsthand how a lot of this genie stuff is getting out of hand. Um so for what so we went Spider Man, okay? We're gonna go just do standby and Spider Man. Uh it was down for a while and came back up and it said thirty minutes. So we got in line, okay, thirty minutes. Da 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 thirty minutes go by and I can see the door to get in, but we're not there yet. Um and I started noticing, and other people have said this too, they were letting in One, especially when the the lightning lane got long, they would let one group in from standby and then fill the rest of the the waiting area with lightning lane. It was so the line was just it was one group and then 10 groups from lightning lane, one group. And so you would move five feet every like three minutes or whatever it was because it was that slow to get in. And the same thing would happen, you know, across the park. And wait times were just exploding because of, I think, how Genie was putting people places. So we, in Tomorrowland, we got in line for Star Tours. And it said, you know, 20-minute wait. And we waited maybe 10. But across the way, Buzz Lightyear was all the way down to the Astro Orbiter, for right. the regular queue and lightning lane was spilling out wow. all the way down through the churro stand like it was like like nothing I've ever seen it's it's just insane how But what day was that? That th- was probably That that was I think that was Saturday. Saturday it yeah. was it was just so strange to see attractions that should be walk-ons are just or not even walk on you know, a short wait because they're an omni mover attraction or high capacity attraction. Just be bloated because of how how this genie is kind of of placing people in different places and and how it's all shaking out. The sa- I mean, the people have. St- commented on it for mansion as well like the queue for mansion you know during holidays it gets pretty long and it goes through that whole little courtyard with the fountain and everything but then the lightning lane is all the way to the splash mountain like line it's it's at some points it's insane i we more than once saw on the app the wait for millennium falcon double of what rise of resistance was Wow. Rise of resistance was 70, 75 minutes. And it was uh, Millennium Falcon was 135 minutes. It was the it was just you know, insane. I don't know how else to put it. That all these attractions that for no good reason have this giant line. <laughs> um, so it yes, it was very busy, increasingly so. Don't if you can help it, don't go on a Monday. It seems to be awful. Tuesdays, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday seemed to be the day to go, possibly. I don't know. I, I mean, better than Saturday and Sunday and Monday. But it's it's really hard to tell. Now there's not like a light time. But yeah. other than that, I had a good time. <laughs> um, <laughs> we rewrote most everything we wanted to. Um, we did spend four days there, and so we didn't do any... Um, I don't think we did anything twice, but uh, we went through the mindset of just like we have, you know, we have a magic key. We're just going to we'll be back. We're just going to do what we can do. If the crowds get too bad, we're just going to, you know, take it easy. We'll look through some shops or whatever. Um, So it's nice. It's Christmas time. Christmas decorations are up. The fireworks were canceled both nights. We tried to watch them. So that was uh fun. Oh, um It was just it was so windy Saturday. It was like it was very, very windy. So, so you was... didn't even get snoped on. Oh, no, the, no. They did the snope like eight. Oh, billion they did times. do that. OK. Yeah. They're like, all right. Fireworks have been canceled. But as a special treat, we're going to do the castle lighty ceremony that we do four times a night. Um, I was like just play this just play the fireworks music and do the projections at this point like Mm -hmm. I just I want to I want to hear do you
1: remember
2: (laughs) does it still I can't even remember is it still the is it the old lady in the beginning or is it somebody else the old lady that goes like does your heart hold the magic of the holidays that's why I I know it's still there because I know they've changed stuff before like like uh, remember dreams come true it was like julie andrews and then they like just change it out for like random person or whatever um
1: well, you don't have to pay royalties to random person
2: random person it's just like random yeah person. they just pay their like day rate 300 bucks. ai technology got... yeah <laughs> ai old welcome lady. to disneyland it, it, you know this ai we it gets pretty close sometimes but there's always one like word you can tell there'll be something weird yeah. about pacing or whatever on some of this AI stuff. But anyway, uh what uh, what else happened on this trip? Um I'm noticing a a uh, a lot of uh shall I say unrepaired things. Mm. Um Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't know if I saw one mouth move. Like of the pirates. Like there's how many pirates on there? One mouth maybe moving, Ooh, a little yeah. bit. Like it was, it was bad. Half the fire was out in the the burning scene. Um, there was just like pirates that had no lights on them. Like it it, it was, and it looks like they're pulling, uh, animatronics out for repair. There's places where there's just like there's a barrel that is where a dog is supposed to be or whatever. <laughs> like they're, it's seemingly repairing stuff. But it's it's really kinda rough. Um, I'm I'm trying to you know, Small World has been getting a a lot of like flack for like the hula dancers being missing and stuff like that. But it's indie's always rough. But even um oh, I'm trying to remember. Just just everything. Buzz in in the queue for Buzz Lightyear, like his voice track was off from his mouth. And oh, it, wow. <laughs> it was it was it was just everywhere. Radiator Springs Racers is is pretty rough. You know, Sarge doesn't move, or not Sarge. I'm sorry. Uh, the um, uh, what's his freaking name? The the cop car. I can't remember whatever is Hudson. Name. Huh? No, do, uh, no, not Doc. No, the cop. The cop. I think oh, it's sheriff. Great. I'm assuming it's just sheriff. Yes. Anyway, he doesn't move. He you just he, you know normally he'd come out and do all this stuff. We got the side with the the Ouija, You know, you change the tires. The curtain didn't even open up where to show you the tires. And it's just, and it just goes on and on. I don't want to, you know, just ramble forever, but there was just a lot of stuff that was in disrepair. Just stuff that paint has been chipping off and people have been carving their name. Like in the queue for Spider Man, there's like a painted metal panel that people are etching their names into. And there's no. uh, Yeah. Yeah, it, it it's really bizarre to see how, you know, the people that are there are doing what they can, but the budgets and the employments I'm sure have been cut and yeah. and they're not able to get to everything. They just got to keep it running, but that leads to a bigger question. Is it worth going to Disneyland if stuff's broken like Especially for a people that are buying a ticket, like don't don't you expect to, if you're going to Disneyland, the stuff to be working, yeah. <laughs> like
0: yeah, the, to experience it, everything, to experience yeah. things
2: in the 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 way they're meant to be seen. That rise of resistance too, there you know that goes up and down. I think I've only seen those cannons move back and forth once out of all the times I've ever been on it.
1: You, you know, never we, seen them move.
2: Yeah, exactly. I think the first time I talking to my wife about it i said i don't think i've seen a move she goes no the first time we went on it or the second time we went on it, whatever one time they were working all the other times no so it's and oh that the one of the elevators was broken in rise the so they were only running one of the two cars in the section so that was you know increasing the wait times there because the you couldn't go up in front of the the atat
1: and and that could have been by design. I'm glad you brought that up because that was going to be one of my follow-up questions for both of you uh, because I've seen a lot of reports. I've seen a lot of people posting about how things just seemingly aren't working throughout the parks and things mm-hmm. just seemingly aren't up to par to what we expect Disney to have them at when it comes to the parks. But, you know, you mentioned earlier about the, the up and the down times. You know, there was a point where and in our recent history where we can remember that there was an off season for disneyland Mm -hmm. right and so during that off season they had less cast members working because the crowd levels weren't high enough to have that many cast members i remember there was always an influx of holiday cast members coming in for part-time work and everything because they knew that it was on season and they were going to have an influx of crowds so they needed more people you know working the attractions working throughout the park concessions whatever the case is so i'm wondering if a lot of the things that seem to not be working are because they're not working and they don't have the staff to fix them? Or is it because they just aren't running them because they can't support the crowd levels running an attraction at full capacity?
2: It, you know, it's hard to tell. But, you know, stuff like animatronics not working, like that... It, that it, yeah, I mean, that's yeah.
1: definitely not having somebody to, to fix it, right? Yeah, exactly.
2: Mm-hmm. Or, or it's either not having somebody to fix it or they're yeah it's like or they everybody's been assigned other things or whatever their team used to be 10 people and now it's four and and they're just getting to what they can yeah and, you know and making sure the the you know the jeep still moves instead of you know the tunnel still moving it's like it doesn't right. matter if the tunnel moves if the jeeps don't move um right. kind of thing but at that point is it worth opening the attraction because the show is not what it should be. And that's, that's kind of like a bigger question is, I don't want to say like, is this what Walt intended? Because nobody can really, nobody can know that anybody that would know that is dead. (laughs) Um, And his name is Walt Disney and he is dead. So he's the only one that can really say what he would want. But is, is this what, the the company and the the um, the guidelines kind of set in the past and and how what people expect out of Disney versus another theme park like Six Flags or Universal Studios or Knott's Berry Farm or what have you it is it do people expect more from Disney than they do these other places? I know I do. I expect, you know, it, it, in the recent past, it was like, okay, it, these things are going down for refurb frequently. You know, Indy would go down all the time for refurb because it needed it, because it's a old attraction. It was built, everything in-house, all all brand new stuff that they all built, so it had to be fixed a lot, because hey, you know, people are flawed and, you know, things break, so but Indy hasn't gone down, you know, it was supposed to go down for the pandemic, for you know, a giant refurb and all this stuff and fix, 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 and that never happened, and it shows, and it, it shows on a lot of these attractions, and even stuff like Rise, where it's brand new, you know, a few years old, and it stuff hasn't worked since you know opening few months the hype of hey we have all these cool things but oh yeah by the way half of it's broken uh or you won't be able to see it because dark and da 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 so it's 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 really kind of a conundrum and kind of it it's disappointing to see that the parks that we all love and and enjoy going to and want to see do well are in disrepair with no like explanation and not like that we would get an explanation but like oh yeah well so this is on this or we're you know Splash Mountain it's going to get it's going to get a whole overhaul and a whole theme change so I can understand that kind of falling by the wayside because we're not going to put any money into it because it's going to be gutted or whatever they're going to do. But on the flip side of that, that shouldn't be the case. It should be running. People are paying to see this, you know, attraction to in its, you know, complete working order that's what they're coming here to see. It's like if you come, you right. you go see a movie, and then halfway through, the light bulb on the projector goes out, and then they you just hear the audio, and it's like, then you go and you say, hey, uh, something happened. They're like, oh, sorry, that and no refund. <laughs> like, yeah. that, it, it's it's you're paying for an experience, and you're not getting the experience. And is that? okay i guess is the big question i've been saying the same thing over and over again so i'll just stop talking there but it's <laughs> it it was weighing on my mind when we were going through the parks and just seeing things in disrepair or you know the 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 queue for uh small world the outdoor queue all the lights had like weird cobwebs on them and stuff was like rusty and and again it's just stuff that If I'm assuming if they had more people and and it would not be like this because it didn't used to be like this.
1: Yeah. So of all of us on the team, um, Larry, I think you're the one that's had the most opportunities to frequent the park. Uh, You've been going a lot during the week. You know, I think that's when the majority of your visits have been. I, I can't tell, obviously, everything that it's been it's been some time since I was there. But how does your experience compare to everything Andrew just uh, talked about?
3: Well, I think Andrew's, that's why I said I want some fresh eyes on it because I see it every day. And I think Andrew has nailed what we see in the animatronics, what I could see some of the upkeep t- in when it regards to like keeping some of the aids, things that we used to see that the paint used to be done. He's absolutely right. I have went during the week. And usually on the weekend, Saturdays is my consistent day. I usually go back, but I'll switch between Wednesdays and Thursdays. And what Andrew just said, I stay away from Monday, Tuesday, usually a lot, because I know that's a, ever since the beginning, that's a non blackout day for most of the keys that are available. Here's my caveat to what Andrew's experience. He's nailed everything from an AP days to magic key holder. So I had family actually in town this weekend. Go to the park. A family of four. My uh, aunt, uh, my uh, wife's niece technically, but she's older because she has older brothers and sisters. And her son and um, her sons were with her. And uh, their dad came. So a family of four. They would say differently because they don't come to the park as much. And they got there at rope drop and they utilized Genie Plus full max out and were done by 9:30. On Saturday, so that was their experiencing, and that's what Andrew's exactly talking about. If Eugenie Plus is someone not using it, you know, like that doesn't benefit that person, that family. They did, I'd say, gave them the advice because mm-hmm. of the times I've been there. I was like, get there early and do Genie Plus. That's the only way you're gonna get on rides. You're gonna ride. Now, did they miss certain rides? Yes, and did they have the eyes that Andrew doesn't have? Like when looking at those things, yeah, they didn't see. I could agree with Andrew on the point that sometimes I get on pirates and an animatronic one day is not working and then it's working the next day and it's back, but it's not fully operational, but the fire scene hasn't been back for a long time. So those things are there. And I would say the value for someone that repeatedly goes and someone that has the keen eye of what the park was operating with pre 2020 would see those things off the bat, but The kicker is what I just told you. My family that hasn't went to Disneyland since 2013 just went, and they were ecstatic about their experience because they utilized Genie Plus and got the value for Saturday and Sunday when they went Sunday too because they just utilized it early. So they're on the other side of like our trip worked out well. And here's another caveat I hate to say. Them releasing the passes changed the game this week. It changed everything because I went – so I booked early – or for Thursday, and I'll tell you what, getting on the tram on a Wednesday and Thursday for the last, I'd say, three or four weeks, I could tell like those days were low reservation days. I could tell the keys were starting to lighten up. I could see it. I was gonna say, it's starting to look kind of not too bad. But Saturdays, always, you just never knew. That was kind of like you go into it seeing what's gonna happen. I can't say Saturdays or Sundays or anything different. And Mondays and Tuesdays, definitely not. Because they were just open to every key. But Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Like Andrew said Friday. We're starting to look like whoa. And then that day when they released the keys. I'm not kidding. I went that Thursday. Tram was full. And I heard. 80% 80% of the people just listening as I was setting up for my live stream, I got my key. I waited for six hours. And it's funny. It's funny what you bring up. Hazen. it was either that or Taylor Swift tickets. That was a <laughs> whole conversation I heard. And people were pumped. They were super pumped. I even got a couple on the live stream at the end. It was like, we didn't get tickets. We got backed out when the keys went on sale back originally, you know, in 2021 and we didn't get any keys and they were so psyched to get back in. They went in that day and There's no blackouts right now. Pretty much, I think, believe was like still open, but then after this Thanksgiving, it blacks out again. Mm-hmm. So they just ran to the park. And that's unfortunate for people like Andrew that booked out a Veterans Day weekend style, you know, or excuse me, not Veterans Day, Day. A, 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 a memorial. Or, or, Thanksgiving. Well, you, you know, you, it had is. A, yeah. you just had a. You had a weekend that just really worked exactly. against you. whatever weekend it is. But <laughs> the points that stick is actually exactly what he's saying. I would go 100% on saying the cast member support in regards to every layer needs more staffing. And I just think they just don't have that, and that's probably why we didn't get a Christmas party this year. I'm thinking 100% why they didn't do, because they would be looking to do those Christmas parties again. They just don't have the right cast member support and i agree because there's a lot of them when i go i could say this too that you could tell they're brand new they're just getting into it they've been trained they barely got to where their locations are and you're, you're kind of working through it you know and the sad part is you have people that are like either like really hardcore disney fans that remember what it was before and that pressure they put on the cast members is unfortunate because they're just trying to learn still about doing the job you know and, and and any job it takes like a year just sometimes they feel comfortable in it right so yeah. it's tough it is a i'm not going to say it's a great look but it's not a you know bad look necessarily but the bad look is they need to start upgrading these things in the park that we used to see that made it disney caliber theme park
2: i'll agree with that for sure I yeah. did see Larry. I did see a lot of people getting trained. A lot of cast members getting trained while I was there. Like, there's a lot of new. L- cast members. I've you know, I've I've seen it before, but I saw it a lot this weekend. Of the parade of cast members you ever see that before it's just like <laughs> everybody's yeah. got a name tag on and they're all like in a big look, so side by side members. walking down Traditions. Like, there you in, go <laughs> a little parade of them just going just through the land they're like okay we got to get from here to here backstage whatever and then just you know i would i'd talk to people or or overhear people getting trained or you know you'd see because there'd be a lead and then somebody actually operating the attraction, or whatever. or on a lot of of rides and a lot of guest control for the fireworks and different things. It was just a lot of of shadowing of, uh, of new cast members, um, which, which is a good thing. That means they're adding people, but that also probably means that a lot of people have left or what, who knows, or they're ramping up for the holidays, like Hazen was saying. Um, so yeah, but I did see that too. A lot of, a lot of new cast members.
1: I can't speak from experience, obviously because again, I haven't been there in some time, but there's a lot of comments that seemingly show up on on different social networks, just not not any in particular. but the theme seems to be that there's a lot of cast members that have left, you know, for various reasons, either because of how they felt they were being treated or because the the pace just wasn't there for them because they don't make enough money. Uh, and then, there's a lot of new cast members that are coming on board that and this is the, the bad part, right? That a lot of the cast members that have left and a lot of the cast members that wanted to work for Disney in the past. You know, we've always talked about how the magic of Disney is in the cast members, right? They're the ones that give you that experience. And a lot of the cast members that want to give you that type of experience aren't there anymore. Is it there for a lot of new hires? Yeah, I think so. But I think the percentage of people that in their heart and soul feel like I'm here to make the magic for people the way that we saw for so many years is not the same anymore. And that's a shame because it has led to a lot of people saying, you know, the magic of Disney is gone. That's like the one phrase that I keep seeing people post. I'm optimistic that it's not gone, and I think that there's a lot of things that are going to be happening that are going to correct course for Disney. But I think we're going to be in a place, let's say a year from now, that is going to seem familiar, but it's still going to be different.
3: Good point, and I and I think magic speaking. There's one thing I was able to grasp onto this weekend, and I, I'll admit it was a magical moment for me just to. I don't know. Maybe I know. I know Andrew had some comments about seeing another uh, character in *Galaxy's Edge*. I didn't get as much praise, but uh, he said in our text group. But um, I got to see *Mandalorian* and the Child or Grogu for the first time. And That's awesome. I'll, I'll tell you what, guys. Usually, I'm not like because I saw *Werewolf by Night* like last time we talked about that, and I hadn't saw the full movie yet, which would have probably gave me a little bit more. Like, I guess uh, I liked it. I was like, "Well, this is cool." But I'll tell you what, I, I froze like a kid. See, and it's on the internet. Like, this is when I was, like, live streaming. And Rebecca's like, "Genie, you're – or, Aladdin, your line is I, – I froze. Because I, what happened was I was, like, naturally just running over there because I was trying to get through the park as it was busy, as Andrew mentioned. And it was about noon. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to get over Galaxy's Edge and see my look," because I had saw on Friday of last week that he was there. And I saw some of the posts online, social media, and I was like, all right, I'm just going to hang out. And I saw the crowd, but I was like, maybe they're waiting for him. But I just got so lucky, magic speaking, when I walked out, he was just coming out, the Mandalorian, with Grogu in the sack. And he just, like, walked, all the people there, he's just walking by you. And there's just, like, yeah, there's the ones that are trying to get the shots, right? Like, with a selfie with them.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) He walked, like,
3: right by me, and he's like... I was like, okay, I'm ready to kind of, like, interact like I do with Chewy or any of the cast member, right? But once I heard the voice, I lost it. I just immediately, like, just, <laughs> boom. So like, I cool. just shut down. Like, nothing happened. and It's like, words didn't come out. And he's like, I'm scoping out the unit. I'm looking over. And I was just like, and then I heard the baby cuckoo.
2: Ooh. That is awesome. And the
3: eyes blink. Dude. And I just froze. And Rebecca literally was like say something. <laughs> it's was like, I froze dude. And I was just so amazed. Like that's an animatronic. that's like a full scale, like cast member in there in like the full gear. That's like movie prop status. Like the, the metal or the mask, you know, the bus metal or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It felt like I was looking at it when he looked at me. It's creepy, dude. It's so weird. <laughs> but I, and then I knew it was like that because I saw him turn around and go to a little girl and her dad. And the girl just, like, was so, like, in the video, you can see, she's so amped up. She doesn't even know what to do with, like, her hands. Like, she's just, like, because she sees baby Grogu, right? And she's just, like, you could see, like, she's just so excited. And I'm, like, yeah, that's me, but I'm, you know, 30-something. And, but I just froze instead of, like, not knowing what to do. What do I do with these? What do I do with these? <laughs> but that was one spot where I felt like, wow, they, they got me. They, they really – I've been watching Mandalorian just recently, right? It's not – old Star Wars show that's a newer yeah. one and I got hooked into it and that was one moment I was like okay this is a little bit of the magic that I had missed and they got me I totally was into it I think it's really worth at least if you are a Mandalorian fan to check it out because it does it helps that his voice is like through the yeah. you know voice bit maker so then it feels more real and then the baby girl I'm not gonna lie dude you look at it and you're like
2: uh, I might run out of here and steal that and just
3: never come back.
1: <laughs> that's awesome
2: <laughs> we we saw um, we saw Boba Fett and oh. Shand, uh Shand okay. uh, come out. We were waiting to see. We we're like, oh yeah, hopefully you know Mando's coming out, and we waited, and oh, here comes Boba Fett. Boba Fett came out, and you know then Boba Fett went back in, and but, but Fennec Shand was still uh, Shand was still out, and it it was funny because we we're just sitting there, and you know they have the little cast member handler with them, and the you know tourists and and people that don't really watch you know there's people that don't watch star wars but they're still gonna go to galaxy's edge and whatever so we're walking around and there's the cast member and and you know the the actor playing fennec uh the like walk by a lady and she asks you know this lady asks fennec she says excuse me, do you know where the bathroom is? And That's and funny. the cast member handler was like, are you asking the famed bounty hunter Fennec Shen where the bathroom is? And she goes, oh, I'm sorry. And they just walked away. What? That's no. funny. And I was like, so there there are people that don't watch these shows. And right. so they're just like, yeah, there's somebody dressed funky. Maybe they know where the bathroom is. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it, to-
3: circle back to tourists being there. Yeah, right? tourists they have being a different tourists view. or
2: whatever. Or just people that don't, you know, people don't watch everything that exists. There was a, we wrote Rise of Resistance, and there was a, a mom and her son with us, and she goes, I've never seen the movies. I don't know what's going on. So we kind of <laughs> we kind of gave her a, a brief rundown. I'm like, okay, they're the bad guys, and we got captured, and that's all I really need to know. Okay, <laughs> like <laughs> nice. that's all you that's really that's need funny. to know. We're trying to escape.
1: <laughs> well, I'm glad that that experience was great uh, because I I saw the videos and I saw the announcement that Mando and the Child were coming, you know, to Galaxy's Edge, and I know we've talked about it before that, you know. Galaxy's Edge has its own timeline. It has its own story. And, you know, people just want to see Star Wars characters. They want to see Darth Vader. They want to see Luke. They want to see Leia. They want to see Chewie. They want to see characters that they're familiar with. And we talked a little bit about, especially when it first opened, you know, Disney creating their own timeline. They want to introduce these new characters, the new trilogy. They're establishing fans for the future. But if this is... Disney trying to correct course on *Galaxy's Edge* and making it *Star Wars Land*? I don't think anybody's gonna complain. I think it's only no. going to become more and more popular if you start bringing these mm-hmm. these characters out because so timeline-wise, yeah. the *Mandalorian* does not fit into the timeline of of *Galaxy's Edge* and Batuu, so the fact that they conceded and brought out Mando and Grogu, even Boba Fett and Fennec Shand, right. with them, they're not part of the timeline that's been established for Galaxy's Edge. So if this is them trying to correct course, this is a really great first step. I am, mm-hmm. I'm excited to see yeah. what's to come. Uh, my wife and kids recently went and they took the their new magic bands and they were doing the bounty Uh, The new thing that you can do at Galaxy's Edge. And the kids were just telling me how much fun they had, like, going around collecting the bounties and stuff. And it sounds super cool, you know? So, again, if this is them trying to correct course by bringing out these new characters and these new experiences, this is a really great first start. I'm excited to see what else comes to the land.
2: Take a, uh, you know, cue from Avengers Campus. They're like, yeah, all right, here's Chris Evans, Captain America. Oh, and here's... uh. Uh what's his face? Captain America. I can't remember. Zombie uh, cat Uh yeah, no. <laughs>
3: no. no um, oh, you're talking about uh, the Falcon. Yeah. Falcon Batman?
2: into Captain uh, Anthony yeah, uh, yeah what? It's
1: Sam Wilson. Captain America. Yeah. Sam Wilson. Yeah, like yeah, trying to remember the
2: actor's name. But anyway. Anthony Mackie There we go. I got it. There I, I go. pulled it out. Yeah. So they're just like they show up like in the same time of day. And here's and here's, you know, the different iterations of Black Panther. And here's, you know, uh, you know, Iron Man is supposed to be dead, but here he is or whatever. Yeah. There's there's <laughs> no timeline. This is just like whatever. Anything goes like. Hey. Here's the werewolf guy, but that takes place in the like the 60s or the 80s or who, whatever it was. I don't remember, but it, just do that. It's that's all <laughs> anything goes.
1: Can I just make a quick comment about that, though, because I'm no. all for them bringing characters out to Avengers Campus and everything They've they've had this really good track record of bringing out Wanda and Loki and especially when Loki was out, like every week that a new Loki was introduced, that new Loki was in the park. Right. They did a really great job. Mm -hmm. But come on, man. you ruined. Black Panther. You told us who the new Black Panther was like day of the movie release. Like okay. that morning,
2: they're like, here's like a picture. Like that
1: morning, exactly. Like for people that hadn't the watched movie the yet, film, and I know who it is. you ruined it. Because even if you don't say the name, if you recognize the voice from the first movie, you know who the new Black Panther is. <laughs> so mm-hmm. anyway, Bummer. rant over. I had to get that <laughs> out because that kind of burned a little bit that it was Disney yeah. themselves who ruined it but luckily whatever. you don't have to
2: worry about that about Star Wars. I think most of the characters are are introduced already so um,
3: <laughs> right
1: point.
2: If they just, you know, if just Darth Vader showed up like it wouldn't be a big surprise. It would, yeah, you know, it would it, be, yeah. That it would be awesome. Yeah, it's just <laughs> right. okay, Darth Vader and Kylo Ren in the same thing. Like it's fine. And Anakin, yeah. and, and, Anakin. and Anakin and then yeah. they and then they all dance to Gundam style or something. I don't know. Like <laughs> oh, do whatever. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs>
1: that's gonna happen they did no that way. at hollywood
2: studios that you
1: yeah they could do like, it in
2: here <laughs> just do it like it's funny like yeah. darth vader no, dancing yeah. to you know uh uh smooth criminal is funny like... yeah, yeah. yeah. Funny. annie are you okay well
1: i guess that's a really great place to end <laughs> this episode i mean there was no other news to talk about nope. this week i think that's, that's uh a- you know, yeah. if you have any thoughts, comments on anything. Oh wait, quit, yeah, yeah, wait, yeah. What? Oh, oh, there, there was something. Right, something so
0: tiny happened. What? Something tiny. Churro right? flavor. Just <laughs> little, just a, yeah, kind of just just a little churro flavor. Now yeah. it
1: comes in cucumber flavor. Woo! Oh, honey yeah. lemon. <laughs> honey lemon, just like a cough drop. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> late Sunday, news broke that the Disney company was making a huge executive shift when we got news that, and I'm using quotes for this, uh, Bob Chapek was stepping down as the CEO of the Disney company and that Bob Iger was coming back on board to run the company for two years. Effective Uh, immediately. (laughs) Effective immediately, yeah. Uh, That was a huge surprise. Uh, social media went absolutely bananas, cuckoo bananas, as a matter internet. of fact. Oh yeah, it did break oh, the yeah. internet. Uh, there was a lot of, you know, Christmas came early comments. It's about time comments. Uh, it was mm-hmm. the Disney cheer heard around the world. I think <laughs> yes. uh, because yeah, there have much. been many people that have been uh, talking about this needing to happen. There was petitions going around for months you know asking for bob chapek to be removed as the ceo and this was a really confusing move obviously because uh you know earlier this year the disney company had been reporting record-breaking revenue when it came to the parks and because of that Bob Chapek had his contract extended for an additional three years. This was in June, Uh, July, maybe. It wasn't that long ago. So Mm -hmm. the fact that we went from July having his contract extended to, you know, now uh, at the end of quarter four, we recently had an earnings call and there was... um, a lot of talk about how Disney Plus just really didn't meet the expectations when it came to the revenue they were expecting, they don't expect to hit the subscriptions that they were looking for uh, they were looking to hit by 2024. Disney Plus has lost about 1.5 billion dollars in the fourth quarter, bringing the total loss to about 8 billion. And in fiscal 2023 they're expected to lose an estimated $3 billion on top of everything that they've lost already. You know, when you think about where Disney Plus is, what's been happening in the parks, it's pretty clear the increases in the parks were being done to try to offset the losses of Disney Plus, right? And I think it was this...
2: specifically said that that's what... I think JPEG had come out and specifically said that that's what they were right. doing, right? Right. Yeah, so, this it, is what it's, we're doing. <laughs> it's
1: much more clear for people that were wondering why it was happening. You know, this is the reason why. So, you know, it, it puts a lot of things up in the air now that Bob Iger is coming back to the helm of the Disney company because, you know, when Bob Iger first came on board, he's always been the type of person that's very creative. You know, he believes in the people that are creating the products. Uh, so, he let people run their divisions the way that they needed to be run, which is why, you know, Pixar was flourishing, Star Wars was seemingly doing okay, although there's a lot of people that would complain about Kathleen Kennedy as well. Um, Marvel, you know, was kind of left to its own, and look where Kevin Feige took it, you know? So uh, the, when, when Bob Iger left, there was a restructuring of the company, and the, the company became what a lot of insiders were calling a company within a company because there was this weird roll-up that happened uh, to Bob Bob Chapek unlike when Bob Iger was there. Um, I wanna talk about what we want to see, what we expect to see, and how soon you think it'll happen. But before we get into all of that, your reactions. You know, is this one of those, like, you'll always remember the day when they announced Bob Chapek got fired sort of situations?
0: Kind of. I don't think we've ever seen anything like this or heard anything like this. I I was trying to think. I'm like, has there been anybody who's just been fired? I mean, a CEO who has been fired in our lifetime. So I'm like, no. So this is... I, I mean, we've never seen anything like this. We've seen drastic stuff within the company, so to know that he, that was gonna be with us for another three years, and like you said, it was just recently in July, this was a shock. like it was the I guess you would say the biggest achievement on in Disney Universe right now, like it flew you heard it everywhere everyone heard it but at the same time it was kind of like there's hope there there's hope you know for the company because things were not looking good i did cheer so (laughs) yeah i was one of those people who cheered because the first people i thought of were the cast members um i i don't even know how they feel like i don't know how they felt We heard like you could see you saw things on social media, but to be a cast member that came back, who's been, I don't know how hard it's been. It's been hard, but I don't know how hard. And to me, I'm like, how, how, how are they feeling? How happy? I mean, I don't know. It was just a lot of emotions that I thought too. Weird, like excitement. But then you felt really, you felt for everybody who's been working under, you know, under him for the past 3 years or going on 3 years, excuse me. So yeah, I I don't know what to expect. I don't. But it, it kind of feels like there's hope. Or you see like that little tiny light at, again, like it's there. Like at first it was there, you know, we we're happy that the park's open. And then it kind of went down a little bit, got a little dark a little bit, and then it's like, whoop, it's back. Yeah. So we have that little candle right there.
2: Yeah, it's it's. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was in Disneyland we when in it park. happened. Yeah I, was, yeah, I was. I had to hear about. This. I was there. We were waiting for fireworks that didn't end up happening. Um, and then I get the text, and it was funny because my wife was in the bathroom, and or was headed to the bathroom, or what? Or no, I was headed to the bathroom. That's what. it was. <laughs> Somebody was going to the bathroom. I was headed Somebody. to the bathroom. I got a text from you, and then you guys. And I got a text from her. She's like, "Look at your phone now." <laughs> 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 um, and so, uh, yeah. So I was in the parks, um, and and then, which it was the same night as the live Elton John thing that was going on Disney Plus. So we we watched that a little bit while we were at the parks waiting for fireworks. Um, so I think those two things will be tied in my memory for for forever. I think, um, but yeah. Um, you know like you're saying melissa it's it's hard to you know say if if this is something we've seen before like ceos and stuff because i there's so many companies that exist that aren't really in the public eye that i'm sure you know ceos come and go but it's not very often that i think they are in the middle of the night be like okay by the way you're fired <laughs> like we already got yeah. we already got a new guy lined up um and, oh by the way, he's not really new. Yeah, we got we got somebody <laughs> by, the way, oh, by the way Jay you, Leno's you... back in <laughs> <And> that <Yeah. laughs> old Jay Leno move. Um yeah, yeah. but you know, a lot of people were comparing it, Jay Leno, Conan thing that happened, but it's kind of a, a different situation where Jay Leno was vying for his job back. He regretted leaving, da-da-da-da-da, that whole Jay Leno thing we can go on. Bob Iger kind of, it seems like, was just kind of sitting, doing his own thing, and they begged him to come back sort of deal. We don't really yeah. know all the exact terms on on what, what's been seen. You know, there's been a lot of reports on, you know, different... Uh, executives um, you know starting a coup against Chapek and everybody's kind of had Bob Iger's ear and complaining to him and you know the boards doing this and yada 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 supposedly Chapek was supposed to go and introduce Elton John at that thing and then got the email and left um, you know basically like minutes before he was supposed to introduce Elton John I don't know if this is true or not Um, there's lots of reports so it's an interesting situation to be in. Um, I don't uh, know exactly what's going to happen. I, I don't think, you know, in all reality that a lot of stuff is going to happen that affects us as park goers or, you know, people that watch Disney plus or whatever. I think this is more purely a, Hey, you You done messed up, A.A. Ron. You put the wrong guy in in the seat. Come back and fix it. So Bob Iger has the task of installing a new person, training a new person in two years to kind of follow in his footsteps. Because, you know, as we saw as soon as Iger left, Chapek kind of just... Uh, you know burnt the house to the ground was like all right Bob Iger you did this well you know how there's like eight divisions ah, there's two now we consolidated everything everybody's this it's all about money and and the, the you know the dollar and and you know Chepek always would say well I'm a parks guy and the parks and this and the parks blah 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 and it doesn't really show but Iger has always said that I'm a creative person and I leave everybody else up to their jobs to make it, you know, work. Yeah. And that shows, too, that just how how the company had flourished with with putting the right people in the right positions and letting them, trusting them to do their job as opposed to what seemed like JPEG was micromanaging every little aspect of everything and installing his people, his faithful people and the people that Iger had, you know, had left because they had no confidence in Chapek from the beginning, all these different things. It's, it's just interesting to see what is going to come of this. I, like I said, I don't think what we care about most of the parks, you know, I, I don't think, uh, you know, in a week, be like, okay, genie plus is gone. Like <laughs> that's not going to happen. Yeah. It makes them a ton of money. Um, you know, we, we, reservations are seem to be working on a cast member side of things, especially with the amount or the little amount of cast members that are in the parks currently because of all the situations, you know, who knows if a lot of this stuff is probably not going to change for us, but it can at least lay the groundwork for better changes in the future and stuff like that. Two years is not a lot of time for people to be able to, to do a lot of work he's you know putting a bandaid on a cannonball wound uh kind of thing um so it's it's uh, fix what you can and and who knows Iger might have you know might get the bug again and be like well okay two years is up Ah, maybe another two years two years plus (laughs) we'll we'll see at the end of these two years what happens he was real adamant he was leaving before and he stuck around for a little while longer so who knows he might just might just uh like his job (laughs) who knows but it's it's gonna be a wild ride these next two years for sure
1: my like, I agree with what you're saying because uh-huh. we've seen him try to retire several times before, but uh-huh. y- you're absolutely correct. Two years is not enough time for him to do any of this or even yeah. really train a successor. <laughs> uh, I think at the end of the two years, the board is going to say, we're not ready yet. We want you to stay on for another two or three years. Yeah, yeah, yeah And then yeah, they'll yeah. offer him more money, and then he'll be like, ugh, guys, come on. And then he'll stay yes, on for another no, three years. Yeah, and exactly. History that's, will repeat itself.
3: It. Uh, I, I, my reaction. I, I want to give a huge shout out to all of the people on the Podcasters Discord and the FGP Squad, especially because, um, yeah, it was almost felt like a safe space to rejoice <laughs> for me and for you guys. Because like, yeah, I didn't honestly. I was at home. Uh, I was just chilling. The regular day, and I was kind of doing some uh, work in regards to getting prepared for the week at my real job, my day job, and I had a DM message from a friend that said, "Hey, a friend that's not even like a Disney, nothing, just knows I love Disney," and said, "Hey, did you see? Oh wow, he's more of a business guy. Did you see this huge change?" And I was like, "What?" And I flipped my, you know, DM. I opened. I go, "No way!" And then I jumped into our you know, group. uh, And I was like, it's real. It's really happening. Like, (laughs) this is not like, I always hear A's and saying, this is not a drill. This is like really happening. Right. (laughs) Is this, and then I saw the six one six and then I saw Brian, the, uh, what the, excuse me, Dr. Strange, all the jokes made it more like, it almost felt like a safe space to finally say things that you wanted to say. And that's the full circle reaction to what I'm saying. Like going to the park, it always felt like it was never safe to talk bad about Bob Chepek. It it didn't because you felt like I even feel like sometimes like we well, guys were just talking about, it's a relevant topic. Bob Chepek felt like he may have been bigger than the board at Disney. It seemed like, cause mm-hmm. like sometimes of his decisions just didn't really in line with what Disney wanted. Uh, but they thought, well, money and revenue is coming in. So we have to go this way. And that's something they have relied on in the past that they have done. Right. They don't like to be in the negatives. They like to find the positives, uh, when it comes to revenue and the park was doing that but we all saw as disney fans every time we went to the park it was like this overhanging thing like we'd talk about like it just was like a bad elephant in the room like he was just like here we go uh, we're going to talk about you know and our jokes that we've seen before we make fun you know of these things of what he's compared to like either bad star wars or marvel characters right because of the way he looks like chepik and that's all fun and games. But the real truth was that we were all sad deep down inside. Like it yeah. didn't feel like the Disney that we knew kind of in full circle. And when that happened, I felt relief and it felt good to talk to people and be like, yeah, it's happening. This is unreal because this usually doesn't happen, especially in the business world. Like you guys are talking about. That's why I'm saying. It's funny. You bring that up. That topic, Melissa doesn't, it does happen to CEOs, but never on the scale where it's like, Hey, tomorrow morning it's usually like under wraps like the world doesn't know when they say your papers will be picked up in the morning and the huge blow up usually is like something you need to see in a book or in a movie later (laughs) that's the telling the story right but no this is like a disney story coming true in real life that's the creepy part of it it's like almost fuel to their fire of what their idea is like and i and some people say like that doesn't work for business and that doesn't because that's like not how the real world works but for this moment it was like it's disney so they kind of can bend the rules. It's like this is when they make reality out of a dream. And we yeah. all kind of like dreamt someday, like bring back Bob Iger, right? And it's not to say he is the savior, like you guys are talking about. Like he's the know it all of all answers, but he's a new hope to quote a movie that's, you know, belongs to Disney to what something we know before that has like the same thing of being like a Skywalker. Sorry to reference this whole Star Wars thing, but it's like we know there's still that same line of coming back something yeah. that's we know that's familiar that they at least have the knowledge and the jedi will to get through <laughs> what's up ahead of them so yeah once again shout out to the discord group and shout out to the fgp squad for voicing off on there and thus like really having a fun space to talk about it
1: yeah i mean over the course of uh bob chapek's tenure as a ceo um there was a lot of comparisons to thanos and you know all these villains <laughs> you know um there was jokes about him you know only being in his position 999 days and apparently yeah. there wasn't room for one more and one more. you know well, that <laughs> happened that was true it, it, <laughs> that yeah was the so, true one. it's creepy I mean, but there's still jokes <laughs> yeah. right right but yeah the the talks of of executives going behind his back and and seeing the writing on the wall as far as where the Disney company was going if you remember mid last year, there was a rumor that Bob Iger was coming back to the Disney company and he had to publicly say, yeah, you know what? That's not going to happen. I, you know, I'm done with the Disney company. I, I don't, I don't see myself going back, which makes this a surprising turn of events, especially like you're all saying, because of the way that it happened. Now, has there been public, fairly public firings in the past, I think it's a couple of things. One, we didn't have social media or news spreading in the past the way that it does now. So I think that's part of the reason why we haven't really heard of things like that happening. I can remember several firings of CEOs that turned out different. You know, like during their second coming, like it just turned out to be amazing, which I don't think is going to be the case here. Steve Jobs is the primary example of this. Right. Steve Jobs got fired from Apple and then he went off, did something totally different, did next and then came back to Apple. And Apple blew up and became the company that it is today because Steve came back to Apple. That was a very public firing that turned out much different this is a public firing that I don't think is going to turn out like this uh, or like that. I am having trouble seeing where Bob Chapek goes after this because being fired or leaving a company like Disney, what kind of trust can any other board or company have in you when the person that you succeeded has to come back to clean up your mess sort of situation? Right? So as soon as, bob Iger came back he started making changes almost immediately you know cast members got an email uh as a matter of fact i have the the email text here uh it says dear fellow employees and cast members it is with an incredible sense of gratitude and humility and i must admit a bit of amazement that i write to you this evening with the news that i am returning to the walt disney company as chief executive officer When I look at the creative uh, creative success of our teams across our studios, Disney General Entertainment, ESPN, and International, the rapid growth of our streaming services, the phenomenal reimagining and rebound of our parks, the continued great work of ABC News, and so many other achievements across our businesses, I am am in awe of your accomplishments and am excited to embark with you on many new endeavors. I know this company has asked so much of you during the past three years, and these times certainly remain quite challenging. But as you have heard me say before, I am an optimist. And if I have learned one thing from my years at Disney, it is that even in the face of uncertainty, perhaps especially in the face of uncertainty, our employees and cast members achieve the impossible. You will be hearing more from me and our leaders tomorrow and in the weeks ahead In the meantime, allow me to express my deep gratitude for all that you do. Disney holds a special place in our hearts of people around the globe, thanks to you. And your dedication to this company and its mission to bring joy to people through great storytelling is an inspiration to me every single day. Signed, Bob Iger. That's a huge shift in messaging, not just to cast members, but how guests... Are seen around the world compared to some of the comments that we've heard from Bob Chapek over the last several months. I, I I don't know about you, but I when I first read Bob Iger's email to cast members, uh, which leaked really quickly, by the way, as soon as people yeah. were getting it, they were yeah. posting it all over the internet because of how happy they were. Um, like I felt valued as a guest all of a sudden, mm-hmm. right? And uh, it's been it's been difficult for me to go back to the parks. For a few different reasons, you know, health aside, but um, you know, this this I I it just it felt like as a guest you were valued again, which didn't feel like was the case over the last couple of years. You know, even There's former compassion. imagineers. Yeah, exactly. Like uh you know, well known imagineers were posting how happy they were. One of which posted on Twitter, I don't cry about why I'm not at WDI anymore, because I did feel it was time to leave, but that guy never even took 30 seconds to stop in and introduce himself, let let alone learn my history or what I accomplished, something all the other park leaders and CEOs made it a point to do. And that goes back to the fact that he wasn't a creative person. You know, a lot of people considered him a bean counter. That was the phrase he hated to hear from people, and, and that's why he made a lot of money. you know. He made a lot of money for the board because he's got that business mindset. Going back to Andrew's comment about two years not being enough time, I honestly think that, one, Bob Iger will not find a replacement in two years. And given the fact that Bob Chapek came from the parks, came from home media, the idea of Josh DeMarró now taking over doesn't seem very appealing because he's also a parks guy like you Mm -hmm. need someone that has that business mindset and bob Iger has this like duality to him where he's very creative and he's very business like he's got a very good mind for business as well you know if you read his book the right of a lifetime great read by the way um You know, he talks a lot about the mistakes that he made running the company. He talks a lot about how he learned, you know, and got to where he was today. And I have to admit that I've talked a lot about how Bob Iger like on on the business side and running the company, like I admire Bob Iger a lot for what he did, all the acquisitions and stuff that he brought into the park. But in no means was he perfect. Like he made a lot of mistakes and a lot of public mistakes that I look back on thinking like, seriously, this is what we're getting from you? And I'm going to say something right now that I think is not going to be very popular. But I do feel that a lot of what Bob Chapek dealt with has to do with what Bob Iger left him with. Not, Not including the pandemic. I think the pandemic made it 200 times more difficult for Chapek to run the company. But when Bob Iger left, the acquisition of Fox was one of the biggest hits that the Disney company took financially. They hadn't recovered yet when Bob Iger left, and they had to make that money somehow. With the option to buy Hulu in 2024 in order to possibly expand Disney Plus and the libraries that they have, I'm sure that they want to exercise this. We talked about this last week, how Disney Plus has to buy Mm -hmm. Hulu right? They have to expand Disney Plus. They have to bring in more content for it to be a service that people want. And all of that money that they owed had to come from somewhere. And so you raise prices, you make more money, and you try to pay off this debt so that you can go in debt again or have enough money in the bank to buy Hulu in two years when it comes around for purchase. There's a lot of little things that, truth be told, I think that there's a lot of things where Bob Chapek, I feel, was dealt a really bad hand. And he did the best to play with that hand as long as he could. Now, because of the position that the company's in, because of his mindset, you know, all he was trying to do was make money for the company. Like when he first came on, I think we also made the comment Bob Iger's a tough act to follow. You know, with all the acquisitions, where do you want your legacy to be as the next CEO of the Disney company? Bob Chapek was trying to do that. He was possibly trying to be the guy that got them out of debt and still made them money and still made the park successful. But when your mindset is 100 percent, let's make money and you lose the creative aspect that the Disney company was built on, we are where we are. You know, and the Disney company made a Mm -hmm. decision. You know, and it's I think it's a surprise to many, not just because it's Disney, but I think not to make this a political talk or anything. But I think because there's been a lot of things in the last two or three years that seemingly have gone on without consequences. This is a consequence, you know, and it stunned a lot of people. Uh, As we look forward, you know, to where the the parks are going, I agree with you, Andrew. I don't think they're going to get rid of genie plus or anything like that i think if anything they're going to find a way to level it out for people to make it feel like you're gaining more for what you're paying uh, and add experiences back and clean up the parks a little bit and make everything at least feel closer to everything that we remember but there's so many things put in place that really do make the company so much money that i don't think they're just going to get rid of them and I think the first thing people are going to want to see is the removal of the reservation system. I think that's the first thing people are going to call for. If I could forecast where they're going with that, I think it's here to stay, man. I don't think they're going to get rid of the reservation system.
2: At least for the, you know, the foreseeable future, for sure. It's it's not going anywhere. Would, would I like to see it go? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but do I think it's? Yeah. No, it's I, I think it's. From talking to the few cast members I talked to about it, they they seem to at least like they like that because they know how many people to expect on a given day. Yeah. And it makes sense. It sucks for people going sometimes, but that's that, you know, on the back end, it's better for them.
1: Which, by the way, is why it's so confusing that they can't properly staff the park if they know exactly how many people are going that day. You know, yeah, the fact that you don't have enough cast members, right? Right, so
2: it's well, we know there's 40,000 people coming, so well, these things don't have to have this many people, but then there seems to be like extra cast members in random places, but then other things are closed. It's it just makes no sense, Um, yeah. But you know, this is also like an anomaly when it comes to like company, like Disney as a company is completely backwards from like any other company that exists. Like there are Apple fans and there are whatever, you know, target fans. I don't know. There's other companies that have their fans, but there's not this base, these hardcore people that are including us that know who the CEO of said company is at any given time and the corporate structure and who is the president of, a department of a mm-hmm. company and care about how those things go other than money. Like if, if you know who the, the CEO of, you, you know, uh, uh, I don't know of like GMC is or GM, you don't care, you know, what they're doing other than if they're making the company money. That's the yeah. only reason, you know, the CEO is because those companies are built to make money. And, and, uh, you know, Hazen brings it up a lot and we talk about it a lot that Disney is a company and needs to make money. But Disney has a history of being a company that is willing to spend money to make a good product and then get that back in another way. Um, yeah. There are, po- you know, there- I don't know if there's any podcasts about Target, but there are, there are hundreds of thousands, thousands of podcasts about Disney. Like, and Mm -hmm. different aspects of it. And so it's just a, you know, it's a completely different beast. And, you know, Chapek seemed to be trying to run Disney like any other, any other, you know, Fortune 500 company that is answering to it. It just, it's purely the stockholders and et cetera, et cetera. And that did not work out for him because it's just a completely different thing. And then another thing I, I noticed that was interesting is Bob Iger is not coming back as, you know, when he left, he was president of the board and CEO. And that is, he's only coming back as CEO now. He's not, you know, the president of the board is going to stay, uh, whoever that lady is. I don't remember her name, but some lady. <laughs> She's the president of the board. So yeah, I'm a bad fan. I don't know who, I don't know all the board of directors of Disney, but it's okay. It's not terribly important. But she's staying Bob Iger's doing his deal and you know everybody brought up such great points that it's going to be interesting to see I can't, I say that a lot when I want to end a sentence I guess yeah. it's going to be interesting <laughs> to see but it works yeah, it does it does work yeah. but it Chapek I don't feel bad for him. He's leaving the company, and he's getting you know twenty plus million dollars when he leaves. He's set for life. He's, like he's it, getting bought it's, out. It's, yeah. If if I had twenty million dollars, I could do whatever I wanted for the rest of my life and have have more money than I could ever think of. Like Work. I, you know, <laughs> he he did his thing and got a bunch of money, and you know that's not what people you know people in those positions. That's not what they're you know meant state is is thinking about you know what this 20 million is but what about all those other millions I could have <laughs> whereas yeah. like a lay person yeah. like one of us could be like yeah that's a lot of money
1: <laughs> you know what I think Bob Chapek's next step is gonna be I don't see him going to I mean I could be absolutely wrong right there could be a company out there that sees the value in what he offers from a financial standpoint and that might be why they hire him on but I I almost see Bob Chapek going into a role of being like an angel investor and just investing in new technology, new companies and using that money to build more money, which is what he was trying to do with Disney, right? That's where, that's where the looping money would come from and the whole talk of a company within a company. That's kind of what I see as the next step for him at this point. But I mean, I could be wrong. I'm curious to see how much more changes within the company. Uh, I'm curious to see what happens with Josh DeMauro, Uh, because mm-hmm. I mean, a, a lot of people seemingly like him. Yeah. There's there was reports for a long time that he was kind of at odds with Chapek a lot when it came to pushing back on things he wanted in the parks. And Chapek would possibly say no or I don't know what the, the case was there. But there were reports of that happening. And I feel like Bob Iger and Josh tomorrow always had a really great relationship. So I'm curious to see where that goes. Um, You know, going back to this two years is not enough thing, three years maybe extensions or whatever with Bob Iger, you know, there was a financial analyst for Deutsche Bank that said something very similar to what Andrew said. But the one quote that sticks out uh, from what that analyst said is that there just aren't any other Bob Igers out there. Perhaps this time they'll start with a creative leader, and try to develop the rest of this individual skills over the next two years. That's a a problem. And it it got me thinking that maybe the next leader of the Disney company isn't the next Bob Iger. Maybe what the Disney company needs is the next Michael Eisner and Frank Wells. Maybe what the Disney company needs is a parallel of two people where one is the absolute creative brains and you have the second one that reels it back to reality and says, "Hey, we should think about this financially. Because isn't that where the roots of the company are?" It's That's a, a Walton Roy parallel thing, to right? Walton Roy thing. Yeah. Exactly. That's it. You know, you know when you think of the Disney decade, Michael Eisner gets a lot of flack for that. But I mean in reality, You know, if if you read the Disney War and you read a lot about, you know, what happened during Michael Eisner's tenure, he did so many good things for the company. You know, some of them didn't work out so great. But in general, uh, until Frank passed away, you know, and even after Frank passed away, Michael Eisner still did some great things for the company. But the duo of both of them running, I think, is what the Disney company needs next.
0: Oh, yeah. And you're not alone on that too. I actually had a friend who just told me the exact same thing, so we shall well,
2: see. Yeah, and that's the I the, the, the Eisner thing is the, he gets a lot of flack for, you know, the parks and stuff. But just think about if they had a different person, all these parks probably wouldn't have existed. Like mm-hmm. California Adventure and Disneyland Paris and in, you know, Hong Kong Disneyland, like all these places, you know, started out kind of poor and, and poor-recepted and all this stuff, but look at them now. It, it's a thing where, you know, he laid the groundwork and, hey, the budgets weren't there, but, hey, there's another park there. And then somebody able was able to come along and kind of fix it. And, you know, didn't start out great, but it was something. We were given a new thing. And here's a thing, and you can go to it. And then, you know stuff happens and you know if, if we get you know these uh duo you know leaders again it's you know great just don't let any of them get on a helicopter or whatever <laughs> like that might be like, might be a little uh blue to say but you know we we want to keep keep these people uh in uh in good shape and and making good decisions for both the company and and the fans, because they're kind of one and the same. I don't yeah. know if this is a true fact or not, or just something I heard. But like Disney is, like the largest, like the they have the most like stockholders, like because there's so many people that have just a single stock or whatever or gifted stock. You know, single stock. I have one. Like there's a lot of people that have one stock because it was you know it's a cool thing and da 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 da. But there are so many more stockholders for Disney than there are these other companies. and Granted, they don't have a majority or anything like that, all the individuals like me. But it's still something that people care enough about that they're going to put their money in to even just a little bit because they believe in what the company stands for or what it used to stand for at the time that they bought the thing. The the content they generate and the feeling that they give, give you, you know, when you consume their product, whether it be the parks or the films or, or what have you, the, you know, video games and, and everything that, you know, they're a multimedia company. There's all kinds of things out there. So it's going to be my favorite and interesting thing to see when when these successors successor or successors are picked how long Iger is actually going to be there you know probably another five years I you know uh, probably a minimum five years he's there he says two. we don't believe him so (laughs) two plus (laughs) two plus two plus one (laughs) that's five yeah
1: (laughs) yeah I guess we'll we'll get more information coming from the Disney Company in the coming weeks. Uh, I'm sure that once January rolls around, we're going to start to really hear a lot about the restructuring. Um, the the you know the restructuring already began. You know we've already seen that uh, Bob Chapek's right hand man Kareem Daniel was let go from the Disney Company. Who knows what's next? Um, and, And I'm sure that changes might come to the parks and everything, but I'm pretty sure that with the focus that the company has on making digital media successful, I'm sure that the majority of what Bob Iger is going to do is going to try to get Disney Plus back on track, whether it's through the acquisition and merger of Hulu or other properties again you know, getting into a little more debt to try to make some more money, like you said earlier, Andrew. Um, But I I really do think that his primary focus is going to be restructuring, like he said, going and giving the the freedom back to the creatives, you know, to do what they need to do, uh, because that puts the responsibility back in their hands, right? It isn't just, we failed as a company, you have direct Sections that you can go back to and not blame anybody else for the success or you know failure of whatever happens. But uh, as far as Disney Plus is concerned, I want to offer this suggestion. So, Bobby, one welcome back, my dude. I'm glad that you're back. (laughs) Uh, Send me a text if you want to grab a drink or something. I don't know. We'll you know, we'll figure it out. We'll do a Zoom or something. We'll invite you to the next FGP happy hour. You can hang out. Tell us what your can plans play some are. Jackbox games. Yeah, you know, play some Jackbox games. You'll love it.
2: Honorary FGP member Bob. Bob Iger. Iger.
1: Yep. <laughs> Bobby. Bobby. <laughs> um, for for Disney Plus, this is what I would like to see. Okay, since the primary focus is going to be on Disney Plus, if they uh, take the option to acquire Hulu completely from Comcast, I would like to see them build one app, not three apps, not three services one app, because now you're cutting overhead for managing three different products. You make one app and you make it a la carte. Does that kinda suck? Yes, to some people, but I think you can find a way to fairly price each of the services and get a discount if you get two or three of them. You know, almost like a cable package was before. I know that seems counterintuitive, but If the app, depending on what you're paying, has three options at the top or something like Disney Plus, Hulu, ESPN, you choose the one that you want to go to and then you get the content underneath it. Okay, revamp the app, because let's be honest, the app has a lot of problems. It's not as intuitive as a lot of other streaming service apps that are out there. So Disney Plus as an app needs some work. Hulu's
2: good. Yeah. Good app. Just use Hulu's app. Yeah, and move everything rep- to the Hulu. It, make app. it blue. Exactly.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so consolidate, make it three. Uh and then make it pink. Y- you know, it'll it'll be <laughs> so much easier. It'll be easier to navigate. It'll be much more enjoyable. Give us the option to go back to shows and rewind and look through the seasons without having to do a search for the show. That'd be great. Yeah. How,
2: how? Yeah. How about? Uh. Say the act, the runtime of the movie without the credits, because the credits are about forty five minutes long. That Grogu, like, like Miyazaki thing or whatever, that was like two minutes. Said it was like eight minutes long, but it was six minutes of credits. Right? Like, <laughs> What are we doing here?
1: Any any additional comments? Any thoughts or anything before we wrap this talk up?
0: Real quickly, I'm going to touch back to what Larry's been saying. It feels like there's a, like the balance in the force is just beginning. There.
1: Nice.
2: Um, it, just to call back to what we were talking about earlier. This has nothing to do with what we were talking about currently. <laughs> so I looked up the release oh. dates for, for when stuff came out versus Disney+. Plus. So we Check. do this really quick. So it looks like the t- the window has been a- getting shorter as as the year progressed. Oh. So Shang Chi came out September third on Disney Plus. November twelfth, Jungle wow. Cruise July thirtieth, also November twelfth. Let's see, Eternals November fifth to January twelfth, uh, Encanto November twenty fourth came out December twenty fourth. So that's one month. Doctor Strange, Thor, uh, Thor: Eleven Thunder, and Lightyear were all. Um, a month or less from when they were in theaters to when they were in—that's crazy. Disney Plus. So yeah, it's Doctor Strange was the longest one, and then but then it got shorter. Uh, you know, and then there there's the anomaly of Turning Red, which was in theaters for ten days before it went to Disney. That's World. crazy. So ten
1: days is yeah, like just bonkers, dude
2: yeah so mm-hmm. that anyway that was just i did the googling while we were talking and i found that so i guess we'll come back to whenever we get an announcement for uh strange world and uh black panther on disney plus and we'll uh see how that turns out when we find out yeah. the yeah at least official that, announcements that's how we right? get a, yeah official yeah. announcements but disney says that's coming <laughs> so anyway that that was my long-winded thing at the end because I did it. I did the work. Well, thank you for searching. But I would've for forgot about it next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, so, happy Thanksgiving. And happy Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah, we'll end to that. Thanksgiving day. is tomorrow. That's a good one. When this comes
3: out. Yes. Oh, <laughs> thankful for all of the listeners. Happy Thanksgiving. Right on, yes. man.
2: Also watch Definitely. Larry's YouTube channel. Like Larry yep. <laughs> goes on YouTube and, and like goes around Disneyland and and just live streams and stuff. Go watch Larry's thing. What's it called, Larry? Uh,
3: Goofy Guys Adventures on YouTube and yeah I've been having fun doing the live stream now at the park like I said it's either Wednesday or Thursdays I'm there going live in the evening and then Saturdays is throughout the day some Saturdays I stay pretty late and some Saturdays I'll wrap it up it just depends on how much uh, battery I can do pull out with my data but yeah it's been interesting and it's fun to catch things as they're coming through the park and Sometimes I get to interview just regular guests at the park that just want to be on the live stream. So that's always a cool thing to see uh, fans through their eyes at the park. So, uh, yeah, I encourage you guys to join. All of you guys in the FGP, all of you guys in the Discord. We'd love to have you in the Goofy Guys Adventures channel. Come by. I've been Turn popping in.
2: I've been I've been watching Larry saying. I've been commenting uh, and giving you know button in. Larry, Larry will go on rides and not talk because he's not a nice guy and is like I'm not going to talk while I'm on the ride. So then I'll start typing like Did you know that? Blah 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 blah. People love it and facts
3: because it's like some of these people. You know, we get people that are like APs, old APs, or old cast members, and they're like, yeah, they just feed off it because maybe they didn't know so much or they found a new fact about disney or the ride you know andrew's got quizneyland and i always try to incorporate that too to say like there's a lot of things that we don't necessarily think about and you know that's what the great thing about having you guys that listen join another group that we have there that you guys can inspire those disney fans and have great conversations absolutely thanks andrew
1: (laughs) all right man that's a great place to end it uh, happy Thanksgiving to everyone that celebrates. Gobble gobble. Uh, if you don't celebrate and it's just a day where you're just gonna order some Grubhub, then awesome. Have a happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. Uh, yeah, pizza's food. good. Pizza's yeah,
2: international good. people. They don't. You know, not everybody has Thanksgiving in their <laughs> yeah. their country. Yeah. Happy, pizza's good. Some happy people Thursday. celebrate
1: Friendsgiving. Some people celebrate. uh uh, different churro days. I mean, take your pick. Mm. Whatever you want to do.
2: T-Mobile Tuesday. Whatever makes you happy. Uh. <laughs> 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 I like
1: to refer to my Tuesdays as the taco kind. Oh, it's cool. T-Mobile Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> all right i think that's gonna wrap it up for this episode if you've been if you've been hanging on for this long we appreciate you hanging on we know that it was a pretty long episode but uh you know we hope you had fun we hope you learned something like you do on quizneyland every couple of weeks and uh if you have any comments on anything that we talked about make sure to join us over on discord leave a comment over on instagram we'd love to hear your thoughts we'd love to hear your comments on uh just where you think the disney company's going tell us where you were when you heard the news uh, I think one. that would be an interesting thing. Like if people are going to remember this as like the day this happened, tell us where you were when you first heard. Yeah, Were you movie. watching Elton John
2: live at Dodger Stadium and <laughs> you yeah. he heard about it? But, but you know, let's, let's, let's keep it PG, yeah.
1: maybe PG-13. Yes, you know. yes. yes. Yeah, yeah that's a good one. Yeah. So, yeah, sure. so that's it. That's going to wrap it up. Uh, until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone.
0: Bye. See ya.
1: Copyright's right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Part of the Podcateers Network.